Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. This is Joe, and I have... Hey, it's me, Jack Martin. And Mason Bider. And Mason's one of our friends, he's a photographer, filmmaker, so we'll get a really cool perspective from all of his experiences. Jack and Mason are FaceTiming in, um, so the audio we'll is, is there, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, this is our March Roundup episode, so we're going to talk about all of the news, all the Marvel news that we came up with in March. It was kind of a slow month, just because, like, Marvel's like, we're releasing Endgame this, like, in April. Like, we got nothing to prove, you know? Yeah. It's it's already going to be a hit, and there's, like, you're going to see the movie anyway, even though we've only, like, you know, posted, like, the first 15 minutes of footage. There's, like, a few drums to tide you over until the meal, basically. Pretty much. And that's all we need. Yeah, I'm down for a few apps before the meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I want to start off with the C2E2 convention in Chicago. Because that happened a few weeks ago. And we got some cool news from that. We got... Did you keep up with C2E2 much? I literally just found out that was a thing, so <laughs> guide me through what happened. Okay, right, Jack, so... you and I are in the same boat then. <laughs> the news that I got from C2E2 is that they released covers for Avengers 17 and Thor 11, and that's in preparation for War of the Realms, War of the Realms which is coming up in April, I believe. So that's, um, Jack, I think you, you've been following War of the Realms a little bit, but that's like... Okay. Ice giant, frost giant, ice giants. What are they? Not, not to interrupt, Mason, but this is audio. You can't just give a thumbs up. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> um, War of the Realms is the. Um, what are they called? Yeah. Ice giants or frost giants? <laughs> yeah, the frost giants. Um, it's, yeah, it's um, if you've been reading Jason Aaron's Thor, it's really heavily tied into Norse mythology. Um, essentially, Malekith, the villain from Thor two, he's basically been just um waging this war across the realms. He's recruited all these people, so it's basically... So, I could go deep, but essentially in Norse mythology, there's sort of nine realms. One of the realms is where the gods live, one of them is where the elves live, one of them is where the dwarves live, one where the giants live. And so Malekith has sort of been going realm to realm, like either forging alliances or just trying to massacre as many people as he can. And so I guess... Screwing up as much stuff as humanly possible. Essentially, yes. And so this, I guess, is sort of going to be the big accumulation of Jason Aaron's run on Thor that's been going on for like five or six years now. Uh, he was the guy who wrote Jane Foster as, for, as Thor. Um, he's writing a Thor series right now that's really good. I, it just came on Marvel Unlimited, so I haven't read a lot of it. Um, but yeah, this is going to be sort of his big final... Um, this big final swan song on Thor, so it should be exciting. He's been a really good writer for Marvel. He's one of their rising stars. Uh, he took over Avengers recently. Alright, so it's his endgame. <laughs> nice, Mason. <laughs> That's awesome. I had originally said that I wasn't excited for this event because 
I mean, I really only read the X-Men, and the X-Men don't really tie into a lot of the events, but I just read an article about, literally about how the X-Men are going to tie into War of the Realms, because one of the X-Men, Danielle Moonstar, actually became a Valkyrie at one point, and um, recently, or right now, the X-Men are going through an event called Disassembled. I'm not really caught up, but I know that they all got transported to a different dimension where everyone's a mutant by um, X-Man, Nate Gray. But the few that are left are teaming up with Danny Moonstar to do whatever it is the X-Men are going to do against the Frost Giants. So that team is Daniel Moonstar, Magic, and whatever Magic comes in, I'm fine with that because she's awesome. Um, Karma, Wolfsbane, Chamber, Havoc, Banshee, Hope, Cyclops, Multiple Ban, and one more team member that has not been released. So, someone mysterious. So, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. So, I'm pretty excited for that, that Marvel's actually paying attention to, to the X-Men and, are like, working on incorporating them into this event. So, I'm excited for it. Any hopes on, uh, who that mystery person might be? I have no idea. I'm not, they haven't released anything and I'm not caught up, so, I'm probably not informed enough to make a guess. Fair enough. But, if I had to guess, I mean, the, the exact wording is, one more mysterious team member? Um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum? I was, I was gonna guess Kitty Pride, but she doesn't really fit into the mysterious, so... Maybe Mysterio? I know he's a bad guy, but... I have no idea. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Because everyone's in an alternate dimension, so... I don't know, Blink? <laughs> Domino? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, oh yeah, Avengers 17. The superpower is running. Avengers... No, Tom Cruise. The cover of Avengers 17. Run, I think... That's the kind of joke I was making, but now, now I see Tom Cruise. <laughs> There's apparently a statistic that um, the more running Tom Cruise does in his movies, the better they do in the box office. <laughs> That's is that why The Mummy was a, was a, was a fail? Because he that was the only mistake that movie made oh no running the only one well we'll have to see how much running is in endgame and see if you know it's not just tom cruise tom cruise is endgame no no but if there's a lot of running in endgame and it does well maybe just running is a good thing it's just the running that's that's the important thing right Also from C2E2 was Marvel's Young Gun appearances. So they had early or startup artists and writers just, you know, there showcasing their work. So that was pretty cool. And then they also announced other comic events. And that is the Absolute Carnage event coming in the summer. Where apparently everyone in the Marvel Universe is going to be infected by a symbiote. That's always a good time. Yeah, yeah, basically. And my favorite, House of X. They released this awesome um not portrait but like all of the characters that are going to be involved in the next x-men event called house of x and the art is amazing and you can see a lot of classic characters um and doubles too like this wolverine but also weapon x version of wolverine all right there's a lot of x-men we haven't seen in a while and then there looks like some new faces the one that i didn't know was um it was like colossus's skin but holding magic's sword so, I don't know if maybe they somehow merge. Definitely not their kid, because they're brother and sister. So, hopefully not a kid. 
alternate dimension version of them. I don't know. We'll find out. But it looks really right, cool. I don't know a whole lot of X-Men, but I'll just agree with you on that. Okay. Alright, we'll move away from the X-Men. Uh, to right. Captain Marvel. The movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Good some performances in there. Yeah, I have to say that I think I was kind of negative and in the first review, we did a whole episode of a review on Captain Marvel. You guys, you guys ripped that movie to shreds on that episode. <laughs> and I, I saw it a second time in theaters, and it was a lot better. Like, I noticed a lot more 90s references. I, the, the plot flowed a lot better because, I think, because I knew it was coming, and I wasn't, I had all my judgments out of my system, so I could watch it for the story and the movie that it was. And it was actually very good. Yeah. We, around my around my house, we've started calling Brie Larson. Brie, if they're men, kill them again, Larson. <laughs> you know, because she hates men. She doesn't, though. No, I'm sure she's a nice person, but the internet seems to have agreed that Brie Larson hates men. So it, Honestly, yeah, the internet is so negative towards her. Because her comments were taken completely out of context. And, like, no one bothered to read up on it. All she said was that she wanted to make her... The people working on her movie and her publicity, more diverse. That was literally literally all she said. Anyway, the internet took that and ran with it and did what the internet does and made it a wonderful, uplifting event. But the movie did well, and yeah. in the first I mean, Marvel weekend... Marvel is going to do no, well no matter how, how it is. True, any Marvel movie is going to do good. <laughs> um, yeah. But Captain Marvel made has made right now... Almost a billion dollars. It's like ten thousand dollars away. God, how pathetic! <laughs> oh right, it's taken like two weeks to get up that high. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> but it made almost half a billion dollars since opening because weekend. Female-led superhero movies don't work. <laughs> and, um, Mason, do you have any other thoughts on Captain Marvel? What did you um, think of it? When I first saw the, um, when I first saw a watch into the movie, like, um, I really enjoyed the scroll arc in there. Like, I know everyone was kind of expecting the scrolls to be, like, you know, the bad guy and trying to making uh, theories on, like, which character the MCU is, like, secretly a scroll. But, um, uh, I really enjoyed, um, like, after, like, Captain Marvel, like, um, got off, like, the subway or whatever it was, and then she's, like, looking around, she can't find the scroll. I'm like, this is, like, a different kind of, um, this is like a different kind of like um mcu fight almost because it's like it's an enemy that's just blended with the crowd and i really enjoyed that concept because kind of gave like a little like you can't trust anyone like like um there's that scroll that was impersonating phil colson and i was like oh holy crap it's just like these guys could be literally anyone and so i really enjoyed that aspect of it um i kind of wish they did explore it a little bit more with that but I did enjoy um, how they kind of made the uh, scrolls a lot more sympathetic and made them more um, refugees than um, than antagonists. Yeah, that was a really interesting turn because you're right. We all expected the scrolls to be the villains for the movie. Like I know people were like expecting like um, like Rhodey or War Machine to be like, secretly be a scroll or whatever to like you know like to be like some kind of like big twist in Endgame or whatever. But um, I kind of liked how the um, they um, they went with this route. Kind of kills uh, any possibility of uh, secret wars, but um, eh, this is always an option. 
Well, I mean, they set up that uh, the scrolls have that the scrolls have done like bad things during war too. So I mean, it's possible that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all scrolls can be like you know. Bad. Could be like the refugee type. Like there could be some like evil scrolls out there. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, they. I. I think that they could definitely, if they want to go secret wars event, um, or yeah, secret wars. I forget what it's called. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah, they could easily do that. Because, right, every, not every scroll is going to be, like, an outstanding member of society. So, maybe mm-hmm. they, they take their survival too far and try to infiltrate a whole world just to get their own population back up. Yeah. I thought that was probably the strongest part of uh, Captain Marvel right there. Um, well, I, obviously, the aging of uh, Samuel Jackson was, like, you know, just blew my mind. Like, holy crap, that's good. Did you know he's 70? Yeah, he's like, the dude's old. I had no idea. <laughs> but, um, okay. Coulson was really good. Always good to see him. Yeah, uh, I thought I could have used him a little bit more. Do, but he but... kind of had that moment where he uh, let um, Captain Marvel and um, Nick Fury go. So, he had a, he had a moment there. I kind of wish they used him a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. That was a really important scene, though, on the staircase. Mm-hmm. Is he still on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or has he moved on because of this movie? I was just going to say, speaking of Coulson, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back May 10th on ABC, which is awesome. And that was recently, that news was released from WonderCon, which is going on, I think, now, or about now. Um, so yeah, May 10th, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back on. They released this cast photo which is very, like, Last Supper-looking. They're all sitting on one side of the table and looking at the camera, looking at each other. It's it's kind of dark, but it's really cool. Um, Mac is in the center because because of the way that Season 5 ended. <laughs> it's been a while, so yeah, Mac's the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. But anyway, Coulson is back in Season 6. Even though he did die at the end of Season 5, like, officially died, he's back. And we don't know why or how, but he supposedly it's a completely different character. Like it's not Coulson; it just looks exactly like Coulson. And they're gonna—he's a scroll. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh boy. Um, they did release a sneak peek. It was like a minute-long scene Teaser. from from one of the episodes, and it's intense. And then we see Coulson, but he he comes out of this truck, which comes careening out of this explosion or lots of smoke but you see colors around it it just appears so i really think that they're in this next season they're going to lay into the multiverse because it it did look like dimension hopping it just appeared and then colson stepped out sounds like a very intense minute it was yeah it starts off with two of the shield agents and they're probably just got blasted with an explosion because they're bloody and on the ground and can barely hear anything (laughs) yeah it's good yeah, what else got a trailer in March, Joe? What other trailers? Yeah, I mean, I, trailer. right, there obviously no, but which one's going to talk about? Endgame? I feel like that's kind of like the big one. Oh, right. Is there another one? Yeah. I don't know if there's another one. We got a lot of trailers in March. What was the other one? We got. There's Endgame, what else? Dark Phoenix and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Cloak and Dagger trailers. No, oh, but I mean, we don't have to talk about Dark Phoenix. I mean, he wants to talk about Dark Phoenix. I mean, they gave away that Mystique dies, so... They did. They revealed that Mystique died already. I mean, 
Wow, really? Uh, either, um, either, either they're either. I, I'm not expecting that movie to do well, um, but either that they did that so you could get audience in the seats, or it's like a fake out, kind of like what they did with uh, Rhodey in the Civil War trailer. Mm. It honestly sounds like this whole movie is going to be a fake out, and they're just never going to release it. It, lo- it looks like it might get released, but it's just like I don't think it's going to be that great. There's a there's a very strong possibility this movie is not going to get released for like a ma- like a like a stronger possibility than a major motion picture studio should have. <laughs> yeah, although it's weird the X Men movies, in my opinion, are not the best, but they always seem to do really well in the box office, for some reason. Yeah, and I think well, that. I mean, uh, uh, I believe Apocalypse underperformed, and that's why this movie has been. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed parts of Apocalypse, but most of it I was just like, I wasn't really on board with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't see that movie in theaters. It was on TV one day, and my brother was watching it, and I was in the room, and I just watched a few scenes and was appalled. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, Michael Fassbender does, does a great job in it. Um, when his family dies, you, you just feel him, and you feel his anger. Um <laughs> The Quicksilver scene's fun, but I feel like the only reason he needs to be in there is just because they want another Quicksilver scene in there. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are actors who need to make better career choices. I mean, um, James McAvoy's uh, just finished, uh, what was it, Glass or whatever? Yeah. And that was a good one. I mean, he did well in Split. Yep. Yeah, that was, was a good bad, one. Apparently. Yeah, I heard Glass was kind of, kind of didn't do so great. Like parts of it were good, from what I heard. I don't think it did as well as they wanted it to, but it, I, I don't thought go it was out really a good. Lot, one. My opinion isn't really valid. <laughs> um. Oh, I agree. They're really good actors, but these are not the characters for them, or the writers. I don't know. But, like they, they do a good job as a studio or the. In um, in first class, they did great. I love their characters, but uh, I feel like they need to probably do something else because I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I've seen the uh, Magneto and Professor X like story and i'm like i want something else now if anything though we know that this is the last movie in the x-men franchise because we know that um the new mutants movie is probably going to be released on hulu that's the latest rumor and there might be some people who know that this x-men movie doesn't matter because the disney fox merge has already gone through so they might just go see it for fun be like all right last x-men movie let's go uh, maybe I'll on a discount Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. So it might do better than we think, but it also doesn't really matter because like D- Disney's gonna get all the money anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we have for Dark Phoenix. I agree with Jack. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. I'm, I'm kind of upset. I brought this topic up. I, I did not intend that. <laughs> How about before we get to the end game trailer, we talk about Cloak and Dagger. I have not seen that, so... Yeah, this is all you. Alright, well, Cloak and Dagger dropped a new trailer. comes back in April, early April. So, pretty soon. It looks really good. They are bringing back a character, or starting a character called Mayhem, who was introduced in the first season, got blasted by this radiation of sorts, uh, and now she turns into this character called Mayhem, and she goes around hunting down corrupt corrupt police officers but cloak and dagger the two characters are going to have a lot more 
action with their powers because it seems like they've really expanded their power set. Still in New Orleans, which is really cool. New Orleans. And I'm looking forward to it. The first season was really good. I know there, there, yeah, I know there are a lot of people who like it. Um, maybe I'll watch it one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe me too. Yeah, you should, you should give it a try. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Hulu? Yeah. Well, I guess I need to get Hulu then. Uh, that's how I watched it. I watched. I never caught it on TV. I would watch it like the, a few days after on Hulu. Sorry, I'm poor. <laughs> so, end game. All right. Yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of talk about here. Mm-hmm. Endgame comes out on April twenty sixth, less than a month away. It's less than a month away. A little under a month. I can. Ha- I'm happy to say that. I know. <laughs> like it almost doesn't feel real. Like I remember back in like you know 2015 when they announced their lineup, um, like shortly before Age of Ultron, and I see like you know Infinity Wars Part One and Two, and I'm just like, oh my god. It's like it's so far away, but I'm just like it, it almost is like it almost seems like a dream almost. But now it's just like four years later, and like oh, here we are, and like this this is gonna be great, right? Like when when I saw Infinity War opening night, it was just an event. Like everyone was just excited, uh, great crowd, and like and then as soon as like um, that ending hits you, you're like oh my god. I've never heard a theater so silent. Oh my god, it was insane. Every time I, like, I saw it, it was the same reaction in the theater. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, also, said that, um, I had a final to take the next morning, and I did not sleep at all. It's the only way to take a final. Oh, absolutely. After, like, the cinematic universe has been building for ten years, it's kind of like, you know, gets, uh, gets kicked and just gets kicked down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I kind of like how that movie started that trend of uh, every time another big movie comes out, there's always those um, spoilers without context memes on Twitter. <laughs> I love those. Those I were feel good. like that started with Infinity War. It was like, um, there's one with Squidward. Squidward was popular. A dustpan was popular. <laughs> Donut was uh, popular. Donut, yeah. Oh, that hurts. Bubbles. It still oh, hurts. Was it? Oh, yeah, Bubbles. Wait, you already said that. Never mind. I, I'm almost numb to it. Obviously, I know the Endgame comes out in less than a month, but I, I'm excited for it. But it's just kind of like a... a it's a natural... We still know excitement. nothing about this movie. Like, it's not even confirmed, like, time travel's a thing yet. Like, yeah, we saw some, like, set photos, but it's like they haven't, like, announced it in the trailers that they're doing time travel or whatever. Yeah. Whether it's through the quantum realm or through, like, the time zone or whatever. And it's just like, I, I still know nothing about this movie. It's just I've been excited for so long. Like you said, they released or they've announced it back in two thousand fifteen, and now that's so close, I've been excited for so long. It's just a constant state, so I'm kind of numb to it. Where I'm like, okay, it's just that's just a fact of life. Endgame's coming out soon. Mason, consider yourself blessed. Marvel even decided to bless us at all with any sort of trailer. That is very true. Yeah, and um, you guys get nothing. We know you're gonna, you know you're gonna sit your ass in the seat anyway. So, give us your money. Yeah. You don't need shit. Exactly. <laughs> we'll give you scraps. We'll give you scrap. We'll give you the scraps from our table. Mm-hmm. Only after you beg for them like dogs. Yeah. All right. What's else in the trailer that we can uh, talk about? Um, there's the uh, the white suits that everyone has. Yes. Yeah, I got white suits. Mm-hmm. 
I heard a theory that those might be like, um, like so, some say they're like the, you know, their space suits or whatever, but I heard uh, another theory that they might be, um, the suits can like change to like adapt to like certain, um, environments. I'm thinking quantum realm suits. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I know garbage, so what do I know? My roommate was telling me the new trend is now that they have the Funko Pops that have the Avengers in the, um, and like they just have the Avenger suits, people have realized, oh, you can replace the head of any of these Funko Pops and anybody can be an Avenger. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. What does that now mean? They're, now they're, they're taking their heads off their Funko Pops, sticking them on their Avengers costumes, and suddenly Batman is an Avenger. There we go. <laughs> that, that's the crossover event we've been waiting for. Paul Goodman is an Avenger. It's entirely possible. If they go multiverse, they can end up in the DC universe. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> like, multiverse oh. and time travel is, like, a dangerous card to play because, like, then you just open up too many possibilities. So, but I'm confident they'll work something out to undo the events of Infinity War. Mostly, the, the thing from Avengers that... Uh, the, got more of a reaction out of me this month wasn't so much the trailer was those posters they released those oh posters are so good posters, yeah that was like earlier this week yeah they, they're so simple but they're so effective mm-hmm. that week also advertised the uh the snapped victims but say like hey they're not in the like yeah. they're not announcing that they're in the in the movie but like here's a poster of them but in black and white yeah and shuri I can't believe they announced yeah, sure, that way. I was just like, that, what? Yeah. I thought... That, um, they must have filmed a scene for of Shuri dying and just decided they couldn't find a spot for it in uh, Infinity War. Yeah. But I could have sworn that I heard Shuri was still alive and saved by the snap. Because, like, in the first uh, trailer, you saw, like, the missing peoples, and you saw Spider-Man, uh, Ant-Man, and Shuri. And so Ant-Man didn't die, so you're like, okay, maybe Shuri's, like, you know, went AWOL or whatever. And, um... But no, she's she's dead. So that's so sad. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I'm curious. I'm pretty sure that like, they might explain that in uh, Endgame because they um like I believe the Russo brothers said like like when they were asked like okay who survived the snap uh, who survived or uh, died from the snap off screen and when they asked that Shuri they kind of said like they don't want to get into spoilers or whatever. And yeah. So I'm like oh well, maybe that's what probably doing. It's like, oh, she's probably doing something. Because if she got snapped, I felt like they would have showed it. I mean, they showed M'Baku still alive. It's like, funny. Kind of like lesser ca- characters, like Maria Hill getting snapped. Oh, she didn't get a poster. What's up with that? <laughs> I, I kind of forgot she was in the MCU. <laughs> Happy got a poster, but Maria Hill doesn't? <laughs> oh, yeah, Happy got a poster. Yeah. Happy Hogan. He directed the first. He directed the first MCU movie, man. He yeah, he gets a poster. Mm. He directed Elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but hey, we may have lost Shuri, but we got Valkyrie. Valkyrie yeah, is still alive. Right. That, that's a surprise. I was like, oh, where's Korg? <laughs> hey, I'm Korg the Sneak. And when you <laughs> put all the get out of here. Come. when you put all the posters together, you can see like all of the. People, all of the blacked out people, the dead ones, are facing yeah. left, and then a lot of the, some people are facing right, and so there was debate as to if that was anything significant. Almost like the people looking right are the ones that are going to carry the franchise forward because they're going into the future, and people looking left yeah. are going to stay behind in the past. We'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 
they then you saw they also had some um, they had some international posters that surfaced online. Yes, those were really good. Yeah, I can't really tell which ones are real or which ones are than ours. But, but yes. What? I can't really tell which ones are real or which ones are fan made because I saw one where it has like all the Avengers that are alive, but then like just right below it is um the fallen Avengers like in a silhouette. It's like you see um Fury, you see Spider Man, you see uh, Star Lord and the other Guardians. I'm like that's pretty cool, but I think it's a fan poster. No, I think that oh, was the Chinese the one. Russian poster. It was it. It's the Russian one. It's either the Russian one or the Chinese one. It was Chinese so, because yeah. the Russian one has Black Widow right up front. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, why do they get cooler posters than we do? They really are cooler than ours. Because we're garbage. <laughs> I know, but Marvel doesn't have to, like, rub it in our faces. They can do whatever they want. That's true, they can do whatever they want. For Guardians of the Galaxy, they gave us a Howard the Duck uh, post-credits scene. We were expecting Age of Ultron stuff. <laughs> they also trolled us at the end of uh, Homecoming with that Captain America. <laughs> That was good. I still, I, I approve of that. That was pretty fun. I was like, ah, if this were anyone else, I'd be pissed off. But you know what? It's you, Marvel, so it's okay. It's really interesting looking at the posters and seeing if there's any Easter eggs or potential spoilers in there. Like, the, it's kind of fractured in the background, so it's like, is that the mirror dimension? Is that going to come into play? Yeah. Well, I'm just happy the one of the posters has Valkyrie on it, confirming she's actually going to be in the movie somewhat. Some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get enough of her. We only saw her in one movie so far. We didn't get any of her in in, in uh, any War. Yeah. We've seen... And Shuri only, was only in two movies. Yeah. Poor Shuri. R.I.P. So I guess that just leaves Okoye to take over? Okoye, yep. Um, well, what about, um, Black Panther's, uh, lady friend? Uh, I forgot her name. Oh, Nakia. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's the up mom. with her. Or his mom. Yeah. I, I, the queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, they only gotta go through, like, another tribal ceremony to figure out who the new king is. Yeah. I think, I think Okoye would win against anyone. She wouldn't want, I don't think she'd want to be queen, though. Yeah, I like, don't she's think more so. She's more of, like, the general and to kind of, like, you know, serve the throne, so... Pretty much the only one other character we know would be M'Baku. Yeah. I would watch a Black Panther movie starring M'Baku. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You might get it. If that I might get back. it, yeah. yeah. We don't know what's happening. Right. Wow, that's exciting. Very. You know what else was exciting this month? What? Well, it's coming up. Well, are, are we done talking about Infinity War before I do this transition? Sure, go sure. ahead. Natalia, you had something to say. Um, I was going to say, we James Gunn got hired back. Yes! Right. Yes. That's there exciting. Didn't he get, like, um, some executive producer credit in uh, Endgame now? He did. That was before he got fired, though. Yeah. He had already got the executive producer credit mm-hmm. for both movies. Is he still doing uh, Suicide Squad? Or he, is, he is still doing Suicide Squad. I know you just like strictly Marvel, but I was just curious. No, we talk about DC stuff. Alright. We already talked about Batman in the Quantum Realm suit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, James Gunn being rehired is really exciting. <laughs> I think. Th- there was nobody else I wanted to see make that movie. There was nobody else that really wanted to make that movie. And all so of I'm the glad- cast members wanted yeah. him back. 
Yeah, like, Dave Bautista was, like, pissed and didn't want to cut. Like, he left, but now he's back. So, that's good. We have our Marvel... Everyone, everything's right with Marvel again. He's going to be the first director to do a trilogy in the MCU. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Nobody. Not, all, all the other trilogies had different directors. Not even the Russo brothers? I mean, they did Winter Soldier, Civil War, so two out of the three. And then they did uh, End, Infinity War and Endgame, so... So they haven't done a complete trilogy, but they've done no. like at least three movies. Okay. No, but they've kind of done like, all like the high-stakes ones, which... Not a complete trilogy, but uh, the closest, if you don't count James Gunn. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, that's interesting. Good for him. Woo! I think it's good that he was rehired, because the whole point of the Guardians is about becoming a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like that's what people I think we're most angry about. Is like the firing was just like oh, you made a mistake years and years ago that you've admitted was a mistake and you've learned from it, but, like, if this, if you get fired, then sort of what's the point of changing? Like, what's the point of trying to, you know, be Exactly, exactly. yeah. I mean, he, he apologized for it, and, like, that was done, like, years, years, years ago, like... Right, and... Like, we all, like I'm pretty sure we all said crap that we regret, but it's just, like, you know what, we grow as a person. Exactly, and people change. So, I wonder, yeah. if, I wonder if they will go back to their original plan, because after Endgame it was going to be Spider-Man and then Guardians. So yeah, I wonder if Guardians, now, Guardians 3 will... Kind of on hold for a it, bit. Yeah, it got de- it's got delayed, because he still has to do Gar- uh, Suicide Squad 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll probably they'll push something else. They'll probably push Doctor Strange or Black, or Black Panther, or maybe even Black Widow up in that spot. I think yeah. it's Doctor Strange. I mean, not that I have any authority to say that, but... Doctor Strange. Uh, I'd like right. to see another Doctor Strange movie because um, I don't know, like I know, I think Joey talked about it before. Like you weren't like you know too crazy on uh, Doctor Strange, but I enjoyed the visuals of it. and I like how they got uh, creative with the uh, powers. Like, I kind of want to see and his uh, fight scene with Thanos in um, Infinity War just like blew my mind. So I'm like, I want to see where uh, where else they can go. No, yeah. it's, it's Connor that doesn't like Doctor Strange. I loved that movie. Oh, it does seem that if uh, that. Doctor Strange would probably be the production team Marvel could get together fast enough to just start filming something. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the safe bet for what's going to take its spot, but hey. You know, I'd like to see uh, him team up with like, Scarlet Witch or um, someone else. Yes. That'd be cool. like, or not, not even Scarlet Witch, because like, she has like kind of like that hex powers, but like when you saw him like team up with like Iron Man and um, and like Star-Lord in Infinity War, like those were like some fun team-up moments where it's like magic and technology work together. So yeah. I'd like to see maybe some like more, like um, crazy team up combinations. No, now that you say it, I would love to see Scarlet Witch team up with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He could be her mentor and then actually teach her in magic, yeah. like her powers are supposed to be, and that's how they could expand it. Mm-hmm. Other than her just being telekinetic. Yeah, because like she hasn't really got a whole lot of, um, not like a whole lot of, uh, like yeah, she's got some opportunity to shine in like um, Infinity War. But like even like Age and Ult- in Age of Ultron and like Civil War, she um she didn't get really a whole lot. Like yeah, she was like um an important role in it, but she I felt like she didn't get like a huge opportunity to uh, shine until uh, Infinity War. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a um kind of like the way Hulk like I kind of like to see it like the way Hulk was in uh, Ragnarok, where um like he, he's a big part and it's kind of because like Hulk and Thor is kind of like an. Uh, usual team up but it, but it works so well yeah 
Yeah, Doctor Strange can help make her more powerful. And then, like, just... We get a ridiculously powerful team-up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, yep. What a world. What other uh, team-ups would you, would you guys like to see? Like, for Endgame? Or it's just in general, like, in a future MCU movie. Like, I guarantee we'll get some, like, some cool team-ups in, um... In Endgame. Like, we already saw some stuff with, um... Ant-Man and War Machine with them, like, suiting up together. So, there's bound to be some cool stuff there. Well, actually, um, we can get the Eternals soon. Both you talked at once, I'd not hear a thing. Yeah, no, you go ahead, Joe. We can get the Eternals soon in the MCU. Because mm-hmm. they're making that movie. Speaking of, Angelina Jolie is rumored to be cast in the Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> again, I don't know much about um, about Marvel, but, like, I don't, know, I don't know anything about the Eternals. So, um, again, my, my opinion probably isn't valid here. Oh, that's okay. Um, no, the way- I mean... The way they're doing the Eternals for this movie is basically like these, like the Celestials, just these cosmic beings that have been on Earth monitoring humanity's history. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the character lineup, we don't know the casting, we don't know much about the movie itself other than Angelina Jolie might be cast in it. Yep. Well, we also didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, and look how that turned out. Yeah. I mean, man, they. Turned a movie with a talking tree and raccoon works, so... That's what I was going to say. I just want a lot of scenes between Paul Rudd and Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be good. I want, a, um, I want an Iron Man and a Rocket uh, argument. I, I really want that. That's all I, that's all I want. We'll get it. We'll get it. I'm also excited. I want a lot more, but that's like one of the main things I want. I'm also excited for um, Tony Stark and Nebula to have scenes together. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I feel like those two characters I never thought would meet, let alone be stranded on a planet together. Mm-hmm. That'll be really good. I just yeah. want Rocket to find Fury's old office and find that the drawer of eyes from Captain Did, Marvel. Can he, still, can he still get the Winter Soldier's arm, or did that disappear when Thanos snapped him out? Yeah, that disappeared. That disappeared. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Rocket's lost so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> his his friends, the arm. It will be interesting when Iron Man and Nebula get back to Earth because I think it's fair to say that they will when they get back to Earth. And I see... do agree, but I I think there there's some like I tend not to trust the Marvel trailers. I mean, like I take it with a grain of salt because like they edit out a lot of like shots for like certain trailers. So like I tend to like not completely get attached to um, any certain shots, like. Uh, the one of Infinity War, where um, everyone was like kind of rushing in in the Wakandan forest with Hulk in the background. That's um, true. They have admitted that they highly edit their um, their trailers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then when uh, Thanos uh, in the trailer grab like went to go for Captain America, you only see two gems in the gauntlet. But in the movie, he had a uh, what was it? What was it five? five of them? Yeah. Has that always yeah. been a thing? Have movie producers always edited trailers? Because I feel like this is, a, um, this is a new thing. I think it's kind of started around um, Civil War. Because I like to show, to cover up the whole Spider-Man reveal, more yeah, or less. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, like, if you have to make up scenes I, for your movie, how well are you really advertising it? That just says you're, like, you I, can't advertise your movie well enough that you have to make up scenes to make it seem more appealing. Well, sure, I kind of like it. Because that way it kind of it tricks me. Because um, I like going into an, um, like a movie experience into a movie like completely blind i mean age of ultron kind of like gave her away like their entire plot in their trailers 
I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe, again, don't forget, Marvel owes you nothing. Absolutely, they do not. They don't owe you any real scenes from their movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could just, they could give you, like, footage from an iPhone of the crafts table where Robert Downey Jr. walks by. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's be real, they could film grass growing, and if there's a shadow of someone walking by, people would be like, that means that Nebula is going to die. <laughs> like, they would or find like, something. Like a, million, uh, like a million theories on, like, um, on what the shadow on the grass could be. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've, they've, um, like, after Civil War, like, during Civil War, it was definitely when they, um, started, like, editing the shots and trailers, um... Like they did with Spy- for that with uh, Spider Man in the Civil War, uh, Thor's Eye in Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure they did it in Guardians, but nothing too significant. Um, I don't think they did it in Homecoming. So, um, so the bottom line is that the trailers are really good and exciting, but we can't take anything away from them. If it's like highly anticipated, they'll definitely edit the trailers just to like you know kind of deceive the audience, mm-hmm. like kind of avoid uh, spoilers, which um, I don't mind because that way I'm more surprised in the theater because like they've only showed like what like the first 15 minutes of uh, Endgame in the trailers, and this movie's supposedly three hours long. Like yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. That's exciting. I mean, it's <laughs> better than exciting. the um, it's better than the opposite where they show us everything. X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three hours right, yeah. and two minutes. Is Endgame has been re- revealed to be three hours and two minutes. There you go. Um, right, have, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything yes, else? I have other news. Oh, okay then. All right, Joe, hit us. The Disney Parks Worldwide Engineering Brigade, or WEB, now allows fans to suit up alongside Spider-Man in this interactive ride they've come up with in some of their parks. That would be interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then in Hong Kong, there's a new ride called the Ant-Man and Wasp Nano Battle. And so... Um, a nano Battle? Nano Battle. Evangeline oh, really... Nano Battle. Nano Battle. I they, shrink down, they shrink down and go inside a banana. There we go. That's, that's the ride. That's the next uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, movie. <laughs> they go into a, a inside a banana. <laughs> um... Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd reprise their roles for this ride, which I think is really cool. And also just shows how big of a budget Disney actually has to hire these huge actors for a ride in one of their parks. But that opened recently, so that's cool. Well, they had, have they ever, like, done anything else besides Marvel in, like, the recent years? Like, Paul Rudd and, An- and uh, Angelique Lilly? Oh, I don't know. Well, um, not really, I guess. I mean, you know, Paul Rudd probably... Maybe he did a comedy or like a guest spot somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. But then He's I also have... Oh, I wanted to talk about X-Men comics. Because the Age of X-Men event is going on right now, which is very 1984-esque. Like I said, all the X-Men got transported to another, like a pocket dimension where everyone's mutant and everyone's happy. But there's these um, this police force that re- very restricts all of your freedoms. Freaking um, cop, man. And Apocalypse, one of their biggest enemies, uh, became that dimension's version of Captain America with a Bucky version of, si- of a, like a sidekick version of Bucky, but Genesis, which is actually a kid version of Apocalypse. It's very right. strange. Very strange. 
Marvel's got access to the good acid over in their writing studio, over in their writing department. <laughs> but other than that, that's all the news that I have for March. Yeah, like I said, it was kind of a slow month. This is sort of the, hey, Avengers is coming, get pumped month. Here's a, here's a few scraps. I mean, that's probably going to be most of April anyway, but at least all their spots. Yeah, probably some more posters, just little tiny things to keep us all grasping at straws. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then we have Shazam to tide us over. Yeah, Zachary Levi's going to Boston Comic Con. Yeah. That's exciting. So waiting to see what other celebs will uh, be there. Uh, oh, we could talk. Who? What, what celebrity would you like to come to Boston Comic Con? That's a tough one. Because, like, one thing I've noticed, it's mainly, like, a lot of um, older, at, older famous actors. Like, they got Will Shatner um, and Michael J. Fox last year. And, like, the year before that, they had, like, Tim Curry and... Then they also kind of do, like, um, I don't want to say B-list actors, but um, kind of, like, not, like, you know, big Hollywood. Like, I, I doubt they'll get, like, Downey Jr. or Chris Evans to be in a Boston Comic Con because I feel like they more say that for New York, San Diego. But, um, like, they had Jason Momoa, um, and now they got Zachary Levi. So, like, they're not doing a whole lot except, like, you know, their, their main movie. So they probably have a little bit more flexible schedules. I'm trying to think who else would uh, who, who who would I like to see at Boston Comic Con? Just bring the shield David cast. Tennant. What? David Tennant. I said just bring the Agents of Shield cast. Be the entire cast. Yeah, the entire cast. <laughs> All right. I can see them doing that. That seems like something Boston Comic Con could pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get them on our podcast eventually. Yeah. Who would I want? God. I'm like trying to think. I'm trying to think of like older actors that I I would love to meet. Like I think it'd be cool if Mark Hamill would were to show up. Oh, that'd be sick, actually. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'd have to put him in like the the corner where they do the voice actors, though. They they have to do him both because he's a voice actor and like you know, like on camera actor as well with like uh, Luke Skywalker and everything else. But then like he also does like Joker and shit like that. Alright, well, Mason, do you have any do you have any last thoughts on March news for Marvel? Um, not a whole lot. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Endgame next month, and um, yeah, woo, go to go, uh, go Marvel, go Marvel, yeah, go Marvel. Alright, Jack, anything else? Nothing I can think of. Then I'm just gonna reiterate, Mason, go Marvel. <laughs> We're all super excited for Endgame. God damn, what did I start? <laughs> well, thanks everyone all for right. tuning in. And I'm assuming if you're listening, again, you know where to find us, but Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And find us on all social media. Contact us. Any questions, feel free to reach out. And tune in again next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.